Yes, people, how are we all doing? I hope we're all doing really well. Welcome back to Process, a podcast with myself, Brendan Pearson. So today is going to be another solo episode. Again, things that come into my mind and something the last week which I've noticed in myself is that I need to take a bit of time off training. So today's podcast is going to be all about when you should take time off training, all about deloads and some of the signs that you maybe need to back off. Now, as much as we all love training, we all we, if you are like me, you're obsessed with it, you want to train every day if you could, you can't do that. I've talked, uh, touched up upon recovery and how important it is, having your rest days, how important sleep is in previous podcasts. I've talked about that, but today obviously is going to be about actually taking time off completely from training or just backing off because of the importance of it to be able to keep up to speed and go 100% and do everything that you want and obviously move forward with your training. It's It's massively essential. So... Firstly, we'll talk about training in general. So depending on what your goal is, obviously it could be bodybuilding, trying to build some muscle. It could be trying to get stronger. It could be trying to increase your endurance or increase your sport performance. Whatever it is, you should have some sort of plan in place that is progressively getting harder, more intense, more skill-based, whatever it is, over time to cover different areas and also get better in each area. So if you don't have that to start with, I've always thought about it, get a coach, get someone who's going to do that for you and put something in place to stick to. But the start of that plan you should probably start off with a little bit less volume, a little bit less intensity. If it's something skill-based or in, in, even if it's any sort of exercise, even if it's bodybuilding, there's a big skill element of bodybuilding, lifting weights, strength training, all that sort of stuff. Practice the skills. So your intensity of your training, your overall volume is probably going to be quite low because again, you're just mastering different movements. If it's new exercises that you're doing, you want to perfect those exercises. So start off with a lower volume, lower intensity. And over time, as you develop a better skill, a better better movement pattern, get that mind-muscle connection if it is bodybuilding that you're focusing on, then you can start to increase the load, increase the volume, increase the in- overall intensity of what you are doing. So what this leads to is obviously over maybe an 8 to 10, 12 12 week cycle of your training, you're going to probably end up building up a lot of, well you are definitely going to end up building up a lot of fatigue as you build up that intensity, that volume, your body's going to be be more fatigued like I said, but it's going to not be able to recover from all that volume and at a certain point, you're going to need to back off it. You're going to need to deload because all that fatigue has got to a point where you've hit your, what we call your maximal recoverable volume. So your MRV, which if you follow the likes of Mike Isretel, Revive Stronger, uh, all them uh, bodybuilding kind of gurus, they talk about that a lot. And you want to start low and build up over time. So you will end up get to a point where you are really fatigued. Now, this is when a deload or a tablet period off training comes in, comes into play well. There's two ways you can go about it. Like I said, you can either have complete time off of training or you can go into a deload phase. Now, there's benefits and negatives to, to both kind of things. Well, firstly, talk about deloads. So deloads are pretty much just going to be a period of regress training or training that's not going to be as intense. There's going to be a little bit less volume involved, maybe less sets. The weights you're going to be lifting aren't going to be as much or if it's you're an endurance athlete, maybe the runs that you're doing aren't going to be as long or as high intensity as, as they were normally. So these deloads are just going to allow for your body to recover a little bit more, get all that fatigue that's been building up, let that central nervous system recover, let the muscles recover. If you've got any little niggles, little injuries, let them recover. Maybe you want to focus on more recovery stuff, more stretching mobility, but it's just going to give your body a little bit of time, probably around five days to a week, full seven days, a little bit of time to recover, to get back to a fully recovered state so you can then go again and go through another trainer block and still maintain the intensity and also not obviously get injured as well so the deload 
like I said, will be about five to seven days. You might just, if it's bodybuilding, as an example, you might just want to drop one or two sets and maybe drop the intensity a little bit. So the intensity can be dropped by either dropping the weight a little bit, by, like I said, dropping a few sets down. So maybe if you do a high intensity bodybuilding approach, you do two or three sets max. Maybe you just do one set and it might just be a, a standard 10 to 12 rep range because obviously those higher rep range, sorry, those lower rep ranges with the higher weights, those six to eight rep ranges, they're going to be a lot more taxing on your body, a lot more taxing on your central nervous system and that needs time to recover. So you might just drop it down to one set. Another thing you can do if you work with reps and reserves or RPEs, which is kind of how intense or how close to failure you feel you are. So if it was a, a 10 out of 10 RPE, that would obviously mean you're complete failure. You couldn't lift another another rep. What you could do is just drop them RPEs or the reps and reserve, the RIRs, drop them down. So RPE could be maybe six six out of 10 for the, for the, for the going week, just to allow that recovery. The good thing about obviously still going into the gym and going and doing those exercises, but keeping the intensity low is you're still training the movement patterns. You're still going into the gym. You're still exercising. You're still moving, and you're also still keeping that skill based work up. So that exercise skill, you're practicing the movement. You might be able to actually connect to that muscle a little bit more with that week of almost practicing the movement with a lot lighter loads. And again, there's a big mental side of it. Having that mental stimulus, if you're like myself, who loves the gym in terms of routine as a momentum builder, getting up early in the morning, going for a workout, then still going to the gym is going to be great for that. It's going to keep you mentally stimulated and you're going to feel like you're, you're still doing something rather than just completely sitting down. However, the negatives to doing deloads this way and still going to the gym is if you're the type of person which is kind of all or nothing, who likes that intense style of training, you're going to struggle to back off. There's always going to be that that intent or that, that kind of temptation to go and pick up the heavy weights and try and get a PR or try and lift heavy and, and maybe push that one more rep where you need to back off, which again, getting a coach who is going to tell you, right, you need to back off this week. This is These are the weights and reps that I want you to lift this week. This is what you're going to go and do rather than doing it yourself. And you, you're going to end up, end up keeping on going in circles and not actually fully doing a deload, which is where I'm at at the minute. I should have really took a deload week last week. I took a few days off. It was probably only two or three days off, but it wasn't enough for me to fully recover. A week later, I'm kind of back to where I was. I'm a little bit more run down, which I'll touch on the signs later on. But I can tell that I need this deload. So I'll have a coach who's going to tell you that. So there's obviously the pluses and negatives of having the more deload sign. There is obviously the option of having complete time off. Now with complete time off, that'll probably be, again, three, four, five, six, maybe seven days completely off the gym. Some people, I know uh, Matt Fraser, I think he takes a full month off training after competing. Obviously, CrossFit is ridiculously intense, especially CrossFit Games, all the, the open and everything like that is very, very intense. So maybe a month for your general fitness person is probably not what you needed. Same with professional athletes, professional footballers. They have like three or four weeks off in the summer. It's probably going to be about two weeks complete rest and then two or three weeks of just kind of keeping themselves ticking over. So the thing of complete rest, benefits to that is the mental side again. You're having a complete refresh, reset, not even thinking about training. It's just that time away from the gym. You'll probably find after a week of not even going to the gym, you have that hunger, that excitement, that motivation to get back in the gym straight away. So it depends on what type of personality you are. If you feel like you need to be in the gym for a momentum builder for part of your routine, then maybe a deload will work for you. But in terms of taking time off, if you need that mental reset, take that time away from the gym, complete rest might work very well for you. Again, with time off, benefits to it, you can go and focus on different things. So rather than spending your time going to the gym, 
which you spend an hour, two hours, whatever it is a day there, or maybe five days a week, four days a week. You can then put it into other things like business projects, maybe your mobility, which is something uh, that you really neglect, or you can put it into spending time with your family or whatever it is. So there's a little bit side of that, maybe taking a holiday. You might need to take a vacation to mentally have those five to seven days off. So it's a little bit of time to do other things rather than just thinking about training. Negatives, obviously, to taking time off is it can go two ways. It can make you lose your routine completely, can make you go lazy. Um, if, if you're like myself, rest days and stuff, I find really hard to keep my routine, especially with my nutrition, because I don't have that training session. One, to stop me from feeling hungry, because I don't really think about food when I'm training. And two, it's kind of something in your day, a routine that's missing. So if you, if you really struggle with that, maybe taking time off might not work great for you. Another thing, again, you're going to be losing that skill-based, uh, well, the skill of doing exercises, so you're not going to be working... Um, I don't know, your squat motor patterns, your bench press motor patterns, whatever it is you're doing, it might, it might be beneficial to keep them in. You might find it hard when you go back into training to get straight back into it. And you're probably going to find that you're going to be a little bit more sore. Things are going to feel a little bit more foreign when you do come back into the gym or go back into training after taking five to seven days completely off. But again, just think about what suits your personality, what suits your training style best. Do you need to take time completely off the gym, reset, don't even think about it, maybe focus on other things, maybe the gym is a ma massive mental stress for you and you find it kind of stressful, maybe you're a competitive bodybuilder or a competitive athlete and taking that time away is going to be a great time to refresh, reset and, and just go again or maybe you're just someone who needs to keep getting themselves in the gym, feel like they're doing something or feel like they benefit from going in the gym even if it's just training a little bit easier um, as long as you can obviously control yourself. So that's a little bit of how I would go about it. In terms of other things that you could do for for deloads, which I forgot to mention below, you don't just have to drop the intent, drop the weight. Sorry, you can do things like if you're if you're a powerlifter or you someone who's into weightlifting, work on things like speed reps. So you can do a five by five at fifty percent of your one rep max, just working really really quick reps because uh, speed's a big part of obviously strength. And we obviously know that if you want to increase your power output, you need to increase your speed as well as your strength. So combining both styles of training. Um, especially making the most of it in the deload can be good things. And then if you're an endurance athlete or someone who's a who's a runner, likes to do uh, marathons or whatever it is, again, it's not my expertise, but you could do a lot of lower intensity, so, so some zone two training. Again, it could be a great thing for recovery, even if you're into weightlifting, bodybuilding, putting a little bit of conditioning, really light zone two work, which is just steady state, nothing too crazy, maybe 30 minutes, keeping your heart rate at a relatively uh, low amount, maybe at a point where you can just about hold the conversation, get a bit of a sweat on. Benefits to that in terms of heart health, in terms of, again, going back to your training, your recovery capabilities, little things like that that you can do on a deload week will massively help as well. So that's just covering everything um, towards deload. So some of the signs that you might need to deload, that you might need to back off from training, that you may, maybe need to take some time off. So the first one, as you can tell from myself, I feel a little bit run down. That's one big sign. You feel a little bit more fatigued. Um, you just don't feel yourself. Maybe you're more prone to getting ill. That's another big thing that I've noticed. Again, I feel a little bit run down. I feel as if I've got a little bit of cold. Luckily, it's not COVID. I've had, I had a little test to make sure, but I'm just a little bit run down. So there's a big sign. Maybe you're someone who does have a, does kind of get prone to, to having colds and stuff like that, but maybe you find that you're having a little bit more. That's a sign that your training is massively impacting on your recovery from things. Because you've got to think about training as a stressor. You've got to think of all these different stressors that you have in life. You have work as a stressor, you have training, which is a stressor. You have things like like stress from, from home, from family life, and not sleeping enough is a stressor. So if all these stressors keep on adding up too much, 
you're going to end up fatiguing, you're going to end up breaking down. So maybe just taking that stressor of training away for a little bit just to help you recover is going to massively, massively help you long term. So the next one is a one that people don't often actually think about is poor digestion. So if your digestive system, especially if you're on higher calories, trying to gain weight, uh, maybe a bodybuilder, powerlifter, whatever it is you're trying to put on size, you and you're on high amount of calories, you might find that your digestion starts to struggle. Even if you're on lower calories or just on a normal diet, you might find that you struggle to eat as much, your appetite's not there, you're having uh, trouble digesting food which normally don't, don't trouble you. That's a sign that your body's telling you, you know what, you need to back off a little bit things aren't quite right here. We need need to take away that stressor of training again and sort this problem out with digestion. So it's little things within your body that don't normally go right, that normally are that normally are absolutely fine. On the next one, again, I've, I've mentioned the, I haven't mentioned the, the complete obvious one, training starts to suffer. That's the main one, obviously. If your training starts to suffer, if you're not lifting the same weights that you used to, um, for example, if you, you, you're kind of stuck or you're plateaued and you're stuck on a certain weight for a certain amount of reps and you've been on that, that certain amount of reps for three or four weeks, it's probably a sign that, you know what, maybe I need to back off. And you might find that taking that time off, going back in, you might actually get a PR. Uh, I've seen, I think it was George Osborne talked about it in a, in a podcast or one of his videos. He had troubles. He was off for three weeks of training. He went straight back to the training after that and got a hack squat PR. Like he got an extra rep or something like that on his hack squat, which he wasn't expecting. Your body might just need that time to reset and go back into it. And, and yeah, you might find that your training actually gets better. So if you're training, suffering, maybe you don't feel as fit, um, don't feel as strong, take a little bit of time off, back off. It's like take that one step back to go two steps forward. It's a big thing with deloads and, and rest days and, and taking that extra rest. So another sign that you might need to take time off is your sleep quality has suffered massively. So you might struggle to get to sleep, might struggle to have a deep sleep. You might be waking up feeling still tired. Even though you, you, you still feel like you're, well, you are in bed for eight, nine hours, you still think you're getting those eight, nine hours of quality sleep, but you're not. So the sleep, sleep quality is massively dropping. Again, that's just your body's cortisol levels being too high, being in that fight or flight state, your body's not being able to get into that parasympathetic, so that recovery state, and it's in more of a sympathetic state where it's, again, cortisol's raised, you're not being able to get that, that REM sleep, that rapid eye movement sleep, which is that deep, deep sleep. So sleep might be struggling quite a bit. This could then lead to you trying to hammer caffeine a little bit more or needing to have that extra cup of coffee, that white monster pre-workout to get through training. Caffeine's a big stressor. Again, I talked about before, training's a stressor, life's a stressor, work's a stressor. Caffeine is another stressor. So if you're relying on caffeine to get you through training, you feel like you need that extra little bit of stimulant to get you through it, it's probably a sign that you know what, you need to take a step back here because you should just be able to go and train without that without that need, need for that boost. Obviously, there's benefits to caffeine. However, it shouldn't be something you rely on. So if you feel like you need to keep on keep on hammering the caffeine to get through your training, maybe it's a time to take a step back, reset, maybe take some time off caffeine in that deload as well, just to reset all them. Uh, what's, what's the word I'm thinking of? Reset. Reset your tolerance. That's the one I'm thinking of. Reset your tolerance to caffeine. And then when you go back into training, if you have that cup of coffee or that, a little bit of pre-work on what it is before training, it's going to hit you a lot more and you're going to have a much better training session. Final few things that signs that you might need to back off in training is the loss of enjoyment or motivation to train. Now, obviously, you don't use this as an excuse. Don't be two or three weeks into a training program. You're like, oh, I hate this. Don't like this. Maybe I need to deload. No, no. If you're 8, 10, 12 weeks into training, you've lost that buzz, that excitement to go to, go to the gym or maybe 
maybe it is the fact that you need to have that caffeine, that stimulus to get you to the train and you feel like, I can't go without this. Maybe that's a sign that you know what, you, you need to back off. If you're someone who's very passionate about training, who loves the train and it's not normal for you to not be motivated, there's a sign. That's one of the things that I noticed the last two weeks. I've kind of been like, like not bothered about training. Like I'm, I could happily just take a rest day and stuff like that, which I'm normally, it's one of the things that I look forward to my day. There's another sign that I should have probably deloaded last week rather than pushing it back this week. Uh, pushing it for it, leaving it an extra week. So if you lose that that real enjoyment for training and you feel like it's a slog, yes, training will get a little bit tough towards the end of training blocks and there will be periods where you don't enjoy it. But if this correlates with your sleep, your digestion, your fatigue, all that sort of stuff, then it's probably time to take time off. And the last obvious one is obviously injuries. If you're starting to pick up a few more injuries, your joints are a little bit sore, you have a little bit more inflammation. If there's any old injuries that are starting to flare up again, that's another sign, you know what, you need to take time off from training, work on some recovery, some mobility, some rehab stuff, and focus on other areas of your training. It just gives you your time, your body that time to, to reset and fix itself. And if there's any issues there, then they will be solved and you'll go back into training, you'll be a lot better, you'll feel better, you'll enjoy training more and you'll progress a lot more. So like I said before, take that step back to take two or three steps forward. But that's pretty much everything in terms of deloads. Obviously, I covered about training blocks and how you should kind of periodize your training to start with. Start with that lower intensity, lower volume, build it back up, especially coming out of a deload. You want to start with a lower intensity and a lower volume. Otherwise, you're going to go back into training and you're going to be sore. You're going to probably break down a little bit sooner. You're not going to be able to do 12, 13, 14 weeks. You're probably going to break down at six or seven weeks because your volume is kind of peaked too early. So start low, build up the skill, um, develop develop that skill within the exercises that you're doing and then just increase it over time increase the intensity try and get PRs after PRs every single week early in the training block you should find you're kind of getting more PRs and yet your training's progressing a lot more then moving on to the deloads time off there's two choices there whatever works best for you maybe deloading for a week might work better for you maybe taking five four or five days completely off training will work better for you but again it's all down to individual preference in, in your certain training style in, in whatever sport you're in uh, and then obviously I, I touched on the signs and it relates to life as well which I didn't really touch on it relates to life you can't always be 100% firing all cylinders which again I need to get better at you you can't every single day be firing doing everything you want be 100% productive you can't do that all the time because you need that time to back off you need to work 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 get to a certain point enjoy the stuff the, the achievements that you've you've made celebrate those small little little milestones whatever it is kind of rest, reset, and then go again, and you feel a lot better. So that is it for this solo podcast episode. Hopefully you have enjoyed it. If you have enjoyed it, please give it a share on Instagram. Tag myself at Brendan Pearson Fitness. If anybody needs any help with anything at all, my Instagram is down below. My email's down. I'm terrible at replying to emails, but message me on Instagram is a little bit better. I'll try and get back to you. And any coaching inquiries, if you need need help with your training, if you want to get results, if you want to have that accountability, someone to tell you what to do, nutrition, training-wise, and make sure that you get the results that you want, all my coaching details are down below. It's just a little questionnaire, fill that out, uh, or you can message me on Instagram again, and I will get back to you and get you set up. The ice cream van's outside. It's a lovely time to wrap up the podcast. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Process. Mm-hmm.